Hi, everybody. Icebox Pod, episode 19, 412 Sports Cards, Icy Ice Cards. Here today, we've got some just quick Super Bowl, talking about baseball, top series one out the other day, talking about some SGC subs and maybe where you should be grading your cards, and maybe a little talk about card shows and getting excited for those at the end. But uh, Matt, how are you doing today? Pretty good. I think uh, kind of bored with sports. After the Super Bowl, there's not much for the next couple of weeks. Um, but then it should get exciting again. March Madness coming. Uh, I know F1 starts up. I don't really know that I'll even watch that, but I'll probably pay attention to it at least. Like, yeah, I'm at least intrigued by it. So that'll be interesting. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, hopefully baseball starts. I don't know. We're going to talk about that a little bit probably, but uh, does not really seem like progress is being made. So I'm not really sure what to think of that. I, I never have faith uh, in baseball that they'll uh, miraculously everyone will come to the table because there's a history for decades of uh, issues. Also, there are like stupid proposals being floated around, but I guess we'll get into that more later. I am excited for uh, F1. March, I believe, is the start. I'm looking forward to some Sunday mornings, waking up, watching some races. I do enjoy that a lot. And I'm excited for that to be back. It is a little boring, though, with sports right now. I We'll be getting into the make or break time, though, for NBA here pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, we're like what? I mean, we're 60 games into the season, right? I think I, I feel about that, yeah. Because the Grizzlies have 40 wins. And then have like maybe, I don't know, 18, 20 losses. Maybe a yeah, couple more. Sounds about, about right. Yeah, it looks like uh yeah, first two teams I looked at have played 59 games. Yeah. So we're pretty much there. Yeah, like the Grizzlies are, are rolling, uh, getting all those wins. Yeah. Third best team in the NBA by record. Isn't that insane? Yeah, that I don't think anybody predicted that. They kind of they kind of remind me of the Bengals a little bit. Like a good team that like nobody predicted. Yeah, except that it's different than the Bengals, in my opinion. I I think this was a team with good pieces that have been – there were se- several, like, above-average, like, role players that have been, like, accumulating. And then the star just took, like, a jump. But the Bengals was, like, massive jump from like the star actually being there and then also massive impact of like another draft pick but this is just like a team that's been like slowly getting better and better and is like very solid jaron jackson is third on like some kia defensive player of the year uh ladder i like jaron jackson a lot even though he's a state guy and i'm Obviously a Michigan fan, but yeah, I, I like him a lot. He's a good player. He's just got to stay healthy and he'll be fine. 
he has been healthy all year, which yep. and he's been out of foul trouble all year. And even though he hasn't been shooting the three like he did in prior years, he has just been so much better. And it's really made a difference. Everybody on that team has exceeded expectations this year. And I think that has combined for like a way better team than they, than was expected. But that might be enough of that. Made some made some pickups, got that cool triple patch. Did you I showed you that, right? I got I got a the cup triple patch oh, yeah. of yeah. Crosby, Malkin, and Flurry, which I guess you know most people don't care about hockey, but they'll all be Hall of Famers. It's like they'll all be Hall of Famers, which is pretty crazy. And two not first overall picks and a second overall pick, like on that card. So it's like pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Hockey's nice because everything that's like good because you can get decent stuff for cheap. But I guess most people here don't want to hear about hockey. They want to hear more about that. We'll get quick in that Super Bowl recap. What do you think? Um, thought it was a little bit of a boring game to be honest. I, I mean, yeah, it wasn't super exciting, and I don't know why in the world it's third and one. And Joe Mixon yes. is not on the field. That is the stupidest thing to me. I didn't understand that play call. I was watching. I watched like the first half. And then like I missed some of the, I watched the start of the third quarter. I missed some of the third into the fourth. But then I was back like for like crunch time. And yeah, I don't know what the heck they were thinking. Yeah, I don't know either. It, it There also was yeah. not a ton of time on the clock either when they performed that little run maneuver, like there wasn't like they had all the time in the world. Yeah. I, yeah. I just thought that coaching sequence was very interesting. And it's also going to be interesting to see what happens with these teams next year. Cause I mean, the Bengals are a super young team. They have like $60 million or $70 million in cap space, just like available to spend. Um, Rams, Donald probably retiring, it kind of seems like, which is weird to me. Um, there's, there's got to be no way that Von Miller stays, right? He's got to retire. Or at, Yeah, I, I think you uh, – I actually wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Donald retired. It's kind of like the Jerome Bettis, like when – except he had been hinting at it for long and he was a little older, but like – you know, he had done, he had had a good career and then they won the Super Bowl and he was like, okay, I'm going to hang it up, you know, hang up my hat now that I've gotten a ring. Yeah. Aaron Donald's 30. He's, yeah, he's pretty so, young. I mean, you can't, I wouldn't necessarily blame him. I mean, yeah, you take a big beating playing like he does, you know, in down in the trenches and stuff like that. And if you've already accomplished everything, I mean, you go out before you do even more damage, you know, to yourself. Yeah, I think it's probably a smart play. I think I'd probably lean that way if I were him. Yeah, yeah. He's got all the money he'll ever need and his kids oh, will ever yeah. need and his grandkids will ever need. So there's yeah. plenty of money. Definitely. Yeah, I think uh... – yeah, the Rams could be very, very good next year, or 
yeah, just kind of mediocre. I don't really know. I thought it was interesting that Odell said that he's going to take like a lesser contract or something, give him like the discount. To play in the Rams? Yeah. That'd be interesting. I think he's just so grateful that he's actually been given a role, a big role on like a meaningful team and like hasn't been like given trouble or like scapegoated for problems. I think he was responsible for some problems. I don't believe that he is uh, free of guilt for all the drama and stuff of the past. Yeah. But yeah. I was still happy to see him get a ring. I felt really bad for him after he hurt his knee. I mean, because you know he wanted to win bad. Yes, he did. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm happy for some of those people on the Rams. Obviously, I was rooting for the Bengals for sure, but I don't know. Seems like the Rams put together just the right team with all the right pieces. So I think they the kind Rams of sold the entire future to win. So yep. you can at least, I mean, there could be some lean years, uh, like five years from now for them. Like it could be pretty ugly, but you know, you can hang your head high you know, you hold your head high knowing that you would le- you got a ring for it. Yeah. So, and that's and really hard to come by. Are- all those LA fans are bandwagoners anyway, so they'll just go root for somebody else. So yeah, like, they have no the Rams have no real fans. I'm convinced yeah. of it. Oh yeah. So like all those LA fans, like they won't even be sad or anything. They'll just go root for somebody else. That's I, I agree. Yeah, the LA fans are fake fans. But yeah. sorry, listeners in LA. Maybe there are <laughs> maybe you are a real Rams fan, but the way it certainly looks is like there are no real Rams fans. They don't exist. They're a myth. Yep. I, you, I you, agree. You like I do you like the halftime show? Um I've heard mixed things. I've heard mixed opinions all over the board. I thought it was just like above average. Nothing that I was like crazy for, but I thought it was fine. I don't have any complaints. Yeah, it it was not the theatrical uh spectacle that like some of the other ones are. Yep. I was actually I was actually getting my hair cut today and the person who was cutting my hair I was discussing this with and mentioned that like I that like you couldn't even have lights or anything or like big lights or like spotlights or like whatever because it was still daytime and it was and there's a ton of light that goes through that roof so you couldn't have a lot of like night slash fully enclosed dark arena like spectacle things which i didn't think of yeah, but that's kind of true i did not think of that at all either because it was about 5 30 local time when that happened yeah oh i yeah i did not think of that at all but that makes sense yeah i thought it was just all right i don't know i it wasn't anything like crazy but i thought it was fine maybe if we were 15 years older we would have been like this was the best thing it's yeah. ever existed yeah, I think we probably have a couple of years before, like, I don't know, whoever we grew up listening to is performing. Yeah, they're bringing them back. Yeah. It was pretty good, though. What do you think about Joe Burrow? Uh, cards. You interested? Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'll buy any quarterback right now because once the national comes around, it's just easy money. So – I'm like, that's the only reason I'm interested is just because everybody at the national is going to want 
Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. Uh, honestly, like those are kind of the top three in my opinion. Probably Herbert will be probably super sought after, but yeah, those four guys probably do the normal thing where they double right when the national comes around just because of all the hype and all the people wanting to get that stuff before all four of them win the Super Bowl in the next year. <laughs> yeah, they're all going to win. Th- that's how that works, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, before last year, there was a Super Bowl priced into Daniel Jones pretty much. Yeah, Daniel Jones cards. Whew. What do you <laughs> think of – um? What do you think of the Kyler Murray situation? So I, I have this Kyler Murray, like, gridiron, like, Marvel's card, which I'm it's part of my SGC sub. But what do you think of the – have you heard about the Kyler Murray situation? Yeah, I Things have. are not I, good between him and the Cardinals. Is this a case where he could be potentially shipped out, or do you think this is just, like, a only negative things situation? I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell because that that whole situation kind of came out of nowhere to me. Like I I didn't know that he was like that or that this stuff was happening. So I don't really know what, how they're going to deal with that, but uh, maybe he should just go play baseball. He was apparently pretty good at baseball. He was the number one pick, wasn't he? No, he was a top 10 pick, but he was still, he was like yeah. a ninth or eleventh overall pick, which is okay. still nuts. Yeah, so he's really high up. Yeah, maybe maybe he'll get so fed up with football that he'll just go play baseball. Maybe he should. Yeah. I think there's serious. Um, I think I, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I think there's a lot of interesting upside in sorted disgruntled quarterbacks uh, because I think the Titans' job, stealing the Titans' job from Ryan Tannehill is uh is a very very good landing spot for any big quarterback i think that team is a super bowl favorite if they land not saying that kyler murray would move nor is kyler murray necessarily a superstar but i think he is a major upgrade over ryan Tannehill. uh aaron Rodgers obviously is super they're probably super bowl favorites if he's on the roster russell wilson Like, I don't know. Whoever gets that job, cards, whoosh. Yep, I I agree. Yeah, that Titans job is very, very intriguing. That their team is loaded. Yes, they're such a good team. And they just have had a you listen to card talk, uh, the Ryan Tannehill argument about how good he is, uh, is a is a fan favorite uh topic on there, but an average quarterback, maybe I'll say. Yeah, I would say, like, Ryan Tannehill is just the standard, like, average guy. Like, you just – I don't know. He's not terrible at anything, but he's not really good at anything either. So, it's kind of just – yeah, I don't know. Do you want to talk about baseball a little bit? Yeah, we're going to have to move into uh, wander cards. We're leaving the world of football. Welcome baseball question mark maybe yeah hopefully baseball but to wander franco cards going for a ton yeah i think it's insane 
I mean, do you think I, these, like do you think these are really going to get paid for? Well, what like the the super super crazy stuff like the like you told me about a Father's Day blue. What's it out of fifty or sixty for like twenty k? Yeah, I don't think that's. I mean, it's it's actually I think within range of like insane insane buying at the start of a year it might be within that range but i I, it seems very steep it's like a two times multiple over like so like one and a half or two over soto maybe more and that seems uh to be nuts to me i see the foils are doing like 450 dollars. that's stupid that's like a 50 dollar card you heard it here I'm pretty sure the last Otani one went for like 40 bucks. Really? That seems actually very low. I I don't an Otani top series two. Otani's all screwed up because he has top yeah. series two rookies, but it's like a photoshopped rookie. And then he has tops chrome, and then he has a ton of update ones too. So he has like 10 million rookies, but the print run between Otani's year yeah. and this year, Matt, has skyrocketed. Like, would you say double or no? Quadruple, I think. I saw it. Really? Post. Yes. You quadrupled, I think, in four years. Maybe it said since 2017. I could be wrong, but I think it's in four years. Production is like 4X. Because tops, unlike Panini is very transparent with pack odds and which I appreciate as a collector that the pack odds are transparent. Prism is no, is does not give you these pack odds for your numbered cards or anything, but it's, was saying in either 20, it was either 2017 or 2019, the odds of a gold, like a gold out of insert year here were one in seven. And that sounds about right. Like, Maybe when we were younger, it was like one in five or something like that. You would get like a gold. But I always had like I would open a pack a week and I always had like over nine, over one sheet of like nine golds. So like, you know, it was like probably not that much. It was like probably like one in five, but one in seven in like 2017 or 2019, one in 30 this year. I believe it is for a gold out of 2022. Oh, yeah, so production's way up. That's quadrupled. Yeah, that's that's concerning. But, I mean, I guess the numbered stuff is all just numbered still. But it actually makes – this is why I was saying – you were saying to me earlier about the buying a, a hobby box. But it's it's a rough, rough go. I, I mean, the, the parallels are so hard to hit. Yeah. It's just not much there. The what do you rain, think? And, and the foils, the foils, man, are one in 10. Wow. So they're triple yeah. the run of the golds. Whereas back in the, and this is a little bit of information for all you guys out there who maybe haven't looked at these pack odds over the years. Back in 2018, which was the first year of the rainbow foil, rainbow foil did not exist before 2018. It was an additional parallel made then. The odds of the rainbow foil then were like one in 10. And the odds of the gold 
were like one in 12. So it was real close between the rainbow foil and the gold in terms of total population. And I, that's why I thought they were a good value. But now there's a ton of them because the population. Yeah, so, so you you think there's like 600 foil or uh, 6,000 foils? Yeah. That's crazy that those are going for $400 then. Oh, yeah, it's nuts. It's like a silver now. Yeah, looking it up, like there is one right now at $400 with we're at 40 minutes left. No, that's nuts. I mean, that's a $50 to $100 card, I think. That's I believe that. That's just crazy. I I don't know who's buying that. Didn't like didn't we learn from the last I don't know. Somehow I'm always amazed. Somehow it seems like we never do learn. I want to find these pack odds now. This is really gonna bother me. It's just like how do we learn like not to buy stuff right when the product comes out and overpay for overpay by 10 times for a card? I just that's mass produced so you can buy it whenever like i i mean i'll say like i will definitely be buying wander but you're, you're buying wander oh definitely but not at these prices I'll oh wait interesting for, i i really like wander but i'll wait so do for, i that's why i wanted to buy a hobby box but i was worried about the hobby box being a uh a, a total destruction because of how printed to the moon this stuff is. Also, I yeah. don't know how to see my posts that I've liked on Instagram anymore, which is uh, frustrating because I, I, I really want to see what I, what this post was. This is going to bother me now. Wait, any, do you have anything to say while I hunt for this? Yeah, I think, I mean, I guess I don't know if listeners want to. Like how listeners know about one. I think he's really good. I think he's definitely worthy of the investment. But if foils are going to be $500, well, you can buy a lot better cards for $500. That's for sure. I would, I don't know. I mean, I think it'll probably be like any product, right? Where it just comes down. Oh, yeah. It's going to come down a ton. Yeah, so I'm not like, you know, don't want to overreact to it too much, but yeah, stuff is gonna come down, and it's gonna come down hard in my. Well, opinion. we don't even have blasters out yet, Matt, and and oh, tops, yeah. unlike Panini, has all of the stuff in the blast in the blasters. Right. Yeah. But so there'll be a ton of rainbows coming out of those. The that base card is gonna be like five bucks though. 10 bucks absolute max like that's like a five to ten dollar card and it's wander yeah. like isn't that nuts yeah i think they're uh oh no i think it's a hundred dollar psa 10 i agree yeah the, the pop is just gonna be even compared to oh. tatis and tatis and acuna acuna is like a pop 15k in a 10 you realize how many of these are exist yeah, they're what do you think the pop on Wander is gonna get to? It's good because with grading at $50, you know people are gonna send a ton of these. No, not of the base. I don't I, know. See, I honestly think that people will. I don't think it's smart, 
But like, look how many people were sending Lamelo Ball Prism Base at like three hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, yeah, but it's still nothing. I mean, it's still peanuts compared to the pops of like Zion and stuff. Just because a lot of people sent, but like in comparison to what people used to send, it's like nothing. That's like those Lamelo Silvers and the Ant Silvers have like really low pops. Yeah. Now, there is also enormous quality control issues at play there, coupled with deterred grading. Uh, So you have a little bit of that. Did you – I saw a card ladder graph today that Gavin Lux PSA 10 is worth $11, and it is pop 16,000. Wow. You know, I sold a Kyle Lewis PSA 10 the other day. Yeah, that's a big one, too. That was a solid $10 to $12. Yeah. And that's I mean, a huge... I, subbed, like, I subbed a ton of those Gavin Lux cards. I mean, luckily, I got rid of them like before they went to $11. But... Kyle Lewis is $9.83 on card ladder, pop $12,610. $12,000 for a That was back in the day of the $10 sub. It came yeah. out pre-COVID. I'm pretty sure it's pre-COVID. Yep, yep. the first sale, because it was February 2020. How many uh, Lux do you think are at PSA still? You think that pop is going to hit 20K? Or you think most people got them no, back? No, no, they're coming back now. Yeah, I think most people got them back too. Because I'm getting back my December 20. My yeah. December 2020 is already back. Yeah, I think... Uh, there's probably, I mean, I guarantee you there's going to be a probably a good amount there. I guarantee you there's probably like five or six hundred there still. But oh, yeah, five or six hundred. Yeah, just not a couple thousand. I don't think. Yeah, I, yeah, I think people were a little bit smarter by the time December came around. Gavin Lux was one of those guys that I was like, I bought when I was in high school, I bought a Bowman Chrome auto of his. I had, I had a Bowman Chrome purple of his. Like, out of 250 and it was like 30 bucks and i like sold it for like 45 dollars which at the time was like whoo like yeah look at me like i'm a big baller yeah out here and i felt like that was insane but when he was hyped those purple bowman chromes were like 600 dollars. yeah and i was like and i was like imagine if i had that i still think he could actually be okay but that doesn't mean that I would ever buy his cards, but yeah, you he never have... really got, he struggled a little bit, a lot, but there just wasn't much a leash because that team had such, was is so loaded. They are by far the best roster in MLB. There's like no room for someone who's struggling on that roster because there's so many better players and that he right. just gets no chance. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane, though. I do want some Wander cards. You know, the more we're talking about this, the more I want to get some Tops Series 1. Although I need to actually be selling cards because I've accumulated a whole bunch of stuff and haven't moved through it yet. So I need to focus on that before I start buying and be a good, responsible sports card buyer. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. I need to need to sell some cards. But I'm setting up at a show soon, so hopefully... Do you ever sell at shows as a non-dealer because this is what i'm starting to wonder about because i've accumulated some stuff in the 
50 to $200 range that needs to be emptied out. Do you ever sell at shows? And if you do, what do you expect to get? Um, I've never done yeah, it. I do. I walk around with my box. I bring my box to every show like that Zion case thing that I have. Do you bring good stuff? Yeah. Do you ever get worried about bringing good stuff? Because like I would be terrified to like carry my good stuff. I mm-hmm. guess everyone has stuff worth more than you. You know, they're like carrying around bigger boxes or like yeah. showcases with way bigger stuff. But still. Yeah, I don't really get too worried about it. And I, I always keep my case in my hand. Like, I think that's where people mess up is when they want to look at something, they like set their case down and like walk away from it or something like that. And yeah. I also put an Apple AirTag in my Zion case. Oh, that's smart. So I can track it. Yeah. So also have that little bit of security too, but. That's a smart idea. But do, do you ever, what do you expect to get if you ever sell to like a dealer? Um, it kind of just depends because some dealers that go to like a lot of shows that really travel will actually pay pretty strong because they have like, they can pretty much just sell it before they buy it. You know, mm-hmm. like they, they have this guy where it's like, he buys anything Brady. Okay. Well, if you have a guy that buys anything Brady, then you can pay a little stronger on Brady stuff because you know you have a guy for it. Mm-hmm. So those are usually the type of guys that I try to sell to because, I, I mean, I don't really – it also depends what it is too, right? Like if it's a, you know, $1,000 Brady, well, I don't want to sell it for 600 bucks to give a dealer room. Yeah, exactly. But if a dealer wants to buy $1,000 worth of my, like, crap slabs for 700 at like 70%, like I'll do that. Yeah. Just to get rid of it. So it just kind of depends what it is. I'm excited. I'm I'm really hoping I can make it. And I think I, I think I should be able to, not for that long, but I should be able to make a pit stop in uh in Shipshawana in March. And I'm getting excited about it. That's awesome. I can't wait for that. That'll be so I fun. I am feeling like 80% confident that I should be able to make an appearance. So I am, I'm getting excited about that and hoping that works out. Yeah. For the listeners, if you're listening and don't go to Shipshawana, it's in Indiana. If you don't know that, but, and you're like remotely close, um, it's definitely worth it. I mean, some people fly in for that show. That's insane. I'm so, like, I don't even know where you would fly to. Cause it's not in a very yeah. densely populated I mean, like South Bend is like an hour, maybe the I, airport that's people, is maybe the, an hour. The one guy I talked to flew into South Bend and then made the little drive. But it's, I it's mean, it's not I a big airport in South Bend. Yeah, I don't know that I would recommend flying in unless you have a lot of money to blow, like maybe then. But if you're within, you know, four hours or something i would say it's probably worth the drive it's it's definitely a good show and it's a big show it's a 175 tables so it's not small by any means i'm so hyped i am i'm gonna make it yeah that'll be a lot of fun i'm i i'm getting excited for that hopefully i've actually sold through my stuff before then so you know I, I don't have to worry about that. And, you know, all taking care of business, but maybe I'll have some new inventory, 
or maybe I'll have some cash to buy. Yeah, I'm hoping to sell a lot before that show. And, you know, you know how it goes. Cash is king, so. Well, yeah. I'm hoping That's how I've always felt. I, I might have to sell a, I might actually sell a Crosby card here soon just because I, just to trim, trim some of that, get a little bit more, a little bit more cash at, at play for me. But we'll see. I don't really want to sell my rookie auto. So I it might have to be the if I can get a good offer, my team Canada might have to go. I like enjoyed that card like a lot, but it's not penguins, which as time has passed, like the penguins is like cooler. I don't know if you ever feel that way about stuff like you enjoy it for some time and you're like, it's not as cool as the other stuff to you. And then it gets. Yeah, I actually just had that. I got rid of a. uh well, I guess I haven't sold it yet, but I put it on the market when it was. Yeah, I put mine on the market. Yeah, it was a Buccaneers Brady. That camo. Yeah, I just, uh, I just like I enjoy the Patriot stuff so much more. But I don't know. I mean, I know he won with the Bucks, so it has, you know, some significance at least. It's not like he didn't do anything in Tampa, but yeah, just there. It's tough to sell, even if it's like not your favorite. It stuff like that's a little harder to let go of because like you still enjoy it. I, I assume you still enjoy that card like a lot. Like it's still pretty cool to you. But yeah, sometimes you just gotta and especially when it's like a guy you PC, but sometimes you just gotta move it around. Like the money's gotta come from somewhere for like the triple patch that like I bought. Even though the triple patch was not that expensive, but you know, would you believe it if I told you a 2007 The Cup, like Malkin, Crosby, Flurry, like triple patch out of 10, that card sold for $60 like a year ago? That seems really cheap. For it, that seems insane, doesn't it? It's like the equivalent yeah. of exquisite. And like, I get that, like, it's not the same market at all as anything else, but. Doesn't that seem insane? Yeah. That still seems really cheap, though, because I feel like if I saw that card at a show and it had a $60 price tag on it, I'd take a pretty like deep look into that card and probably take the chance on it. Like for $60 for a patch, triple patch like that? From the pre- most premium set. Yeah, like I, I don't know. That just seems like one of those ones where you just can't lose. Like you'll, yeah. always, you'll always get what you paid for it at least. That's how I feel about a lot of like hockey. And maybe that's how people feel about like weird stuff. Like I'm trying to think of what else hasn't been hyped to the moon, but like stuff that hasn't been hyped to the moon. I think this is just how people feel like vintage baseball, vintage, maybe vintage football is maybe even a better example. Um, Stuff like that. Maybe that's how people feel. It's just, you, you feel like you'll never get absolutely smoked. Uh, which is a, a good feeling. Especially with the market the, or the way the market has been in the last like year. Like getting smoked is a very common thing now. I yes. Think. And, and so. I don't know, for me, my strategy has been avoid being absolutely destroyed. And, and that's how I've run the ship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting here moving forward. Just see uh, 
there is a lot of absolute destroying that I think <laughs> because well I mean we didn't talk about it yet but did you see the news that Zion might be in for another surgery no what wait well this is some breaking news for the podcast listeners I mean maybe I mean it'll, you guys will hear this Thursday morning uh, and this is like Wednesday afternoon recording this but maybe by then you've seen it in big news but I have not heard that yeah Zion- about getting absolutely smoked Matt, are you telling me my pink camo mosaic Zion rookie is going to be worth $5? Sadly, I think I might be. Yep, Pelican Star may need second surgery on ailing right foot per report. Dude, he's he's going the way of Yao Ming, except before he's been able to accumulate a Hall of Fame career. Yep. Yeah, I guess he started working out, and he was experienced. Yes, he did. Um, he did. Yeah. And then he had pain. And yep, and that is why that is when he got evaluated and it looks like we're in for a second surgery. I know how that is, like the pain in your foot. Like I like after I had like I didn't have surgery in my foot, but I had like a stress fracture and like it felt like it feels like okay and like day to day. But then if you like go run and they like yeah. the doctor's like, Oh yeah, like your your foot, like it's it's probably fine now. Like it's fine. And you go run. And then like afterwards, your foot just like hurts. And, uh, and uh, you know, if you're an athlete, that's an issue. Well, credit to you because we talked about this on, it's gotta be one of the first episodes of the pod. And you said <laughs> that you thought it was a little bit more like of a concern than people were making it out to be. The foot is no joke. It sounds yeah, stupid. It sounds so stupid, but it, it is no joke. It yeah, is- that's, Big credit to you. You you really like you because you you talked about too how that was a reoccurring thing. I told you I never had it. Like I like went to a doctor and I like had I was like wearing a boot for like a couple months and like and I would had like this plate in my shoe that like made it so like when your shoe does like you know like a sneaker you can like fold in half kind of yeah made it so like your it doesn't like move like or anything. And I did that for like two months. And then, like, I actually think I screwed up the other foot because of, like, compensating with, like, weight and, like, stuff like that. And I, I think my feet are not 100% ever since. And and it, if you're Zion, this is a, an issue. How much do you yeah. think the raw, a raw pink camo uh, mosaic Zion <laughs> is? It's actually more than I thought it was. Uh, $15, I don't know. $30. Oh dang! I know, I know. Zion's going to the moon, guys. To the moon, baby. You could cop that HGA nine point five for. 50 okay, here's bucks. a question for you, right? Okay. You yeah, bought, You bought a Zion NTRPA for two hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> you have that card in your hand right now. What do you do? I mean, considering that I don't think I would have been, I mean, I guess that this study doesn't have to assume that I was comfortable with the 250K valuation. No, of no, yeah, because we all know you'd never get yourself into that position. But, I would never have done that. But Right, yeah. But theoretically, if you were. It's actually a tough call. Uh, I think you have to, uh, my gut and what I would do would be unload it. But I see, I don't know if that's the type of thing 
that you can like Zion Williamson is coming back like price spike. You know what I mean? Like prism prism silver, I think is in that ground where it's low enough in the population, but high enough in liquidity that you could see like a spike if he was going to return to action, like 30%, I think. But with the NT, that is not at play for you. I don't think there's not like a hype sale at play. Really? You need the performance. You need like the Joe Burrow where like he steadily performed and like had good games and then you can get cashed out. But no, I think you need to be unloading that because the NT to flip requires success and sustained uh, success. It's not like a, I'm going to just drop this on the hype of him coming back. Yeah. The, the NT is not like a day trader. It doesn't have the same exit opportunities. It opens, it gives you much greater upside if they perform well for extended periods of time, but it has much less of the short-term hype upside that other stuff has. That's actually kind of interesting to think about how different cards offer you different exit points. It's actually really cool. Like it's actually a very cool concept. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting too, how, like you talked about just certain cards, products, price points, even though like nobody would tell you buy a Zion NT over a prism silver, like ever, like those are very different cards, but like the better play percentage wise might just be the silver when he comes back because of how liquid it is kind of like you said like a card being liquid is more valuable i think than people like let on to i guess oh it's incredibly valuable especially because it off gives you the ability to make a short-term flip whereas illiquid higher end stuff that yields higher roi over extended periods of time huge dollar amount returns that is better for long term but you have none of that like short term hype like he's coming back like there's very little of that percentage wise compared to the like a silver or something right yeah yeah even though you and i would both agree the silver is not uh, to be held for an extended period of time uh that doesn't mean that you can't be buying them and selling them yeah, that, that's what I always thought is, you know, people were saying that market was crashing and stuff and like, which I obviously did, but um, like, there's still a place for that in the hobby though. Like those like higher pop cards. I, I Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I used to think that too. I used to think, well, no one's ever going to want these silvers, but it's like simply not true. It's just, there's still so many people that want to be speculating that those things that are there for the purpose of speculation in out in out like no one's going to be no savvy card investor it's going to be sitting on a zion silver for 10 years uh, right but th- but that but a savvy card investor uh or you know like you or I, I i wouldn't be surprised if you told me that you bought a zion silver i wouldn't say you were stupid you know what i mean or something because yeah. i assume that you want to be in and out fast and that's what that card's good for Yep. Yeah. 100% agree. Well, that's an interesting though. News about Zion's foot. I, I want to see Zion be good. So it is a little disappointing in that regard. Yeah. 
Uh, all, my only Zion I have left is that pink camo, uh, which I decided is a cool looking card. And I am just willing to, and I got it for like 30 or 40 bucks. So I'm like willing to run that puppy into the ground. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah, that's what I figured. I did sell my court side. Oh, yeah. I did sell my court side as well. Those are probably uh, in the dumps right now. I'm ashamed to admit how much I paid for that, uh, given the current state of the market. But that might be one to buy, honestly. 160 bucks for a PSA 9. 500 for a PSA 10 seems a little rich, but 150 for a PSA 9. You, I bet that's the type of card that you went to a card show. You could scoop that for like 125 bucks or something, you know? Yeah, that seems like a pretty decent buy to me, in all honesty. Like a, getting a 9.5, the last 9.5 did 200. Yeah, what what if you went to a show and was like, I'll def- I'll offer you 175? They'd probably be like, Yeah, take it. I would love to buy that card for 175 dollars. It's, it's an it's it doesn't have the liquidity of a silver, but it plays in that same realm, and it has yeah. a pop that's in control, and it's a card that people know. It's not like some stupid like, well, it's the Chronicles rookie out of 299 you know, or something like that. It's pretty right. cool, though. Yeah. Although those court sides have been hammered. Like, the Luca court side has been down the dumps. How much do you think a Luca court side PSA 10 goes for? A year earlier. So there's no none of this team all crap. Like, it's just hobby boxes only. Uh... Pop you're 219. PSA, you're saying PSA 10, right? Yeah, pop 219, PSA 10. 1800. Very good. 1900. Wow. But that card in 2020, in J- July of 2020, I sold a 95 of that for 2800 bucks. That's Yeah, that's crazy. That that card yeah, that's a hit. That's for sure. Yeah, that was a BGS 9.5. BGS 9.5 is $1,200 now. I honestly would kind of like to get one. Uh, yeah, you could get one for like eBay minus fees at like a grand. I would be very interested in that. I, I think that's actually one of his nicest looking cards. Oh, but I agree. I Having owned one, I really like it, and I wish I could get one back, but, like, sadly, I don't have infinite money, so. Yeah. You know, we can dream. We can dream. Right. Yep. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Do you want to touch on SGC real quick, or do you want to call it here? I don't know. We might be a little long. Yeah, we might be a little long because, yeah, we'll get into that, and we'll get into the results, too, when you get them back. Okay, that sounds good. You know, hopefully that shouldn't be that long. We'll get into that, though. We'll save that for good old episode 20 for you guys. But Yeah, tune into that next week. Talk about your SGC sub. We also got to get your predicted grades, I want to see, and then see how well they match up. Oh, okay. I I think last time I was pretty good. Last time I was spot on to uh, a half grade low on my predictions. Okay. 
So uh, that is fun for like gauging how tough people grade. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, uh, next week I'll write it down. So then we remember. So when you get the sub back, we can compare. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds good. All right, guys. Well, tune in for that next week, but that's going to be it for this week. Icebox pod episode 19. Thank you as always for listening and we'll see you guys next week.